So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh, baby, that was good. I am stupid. <laughs> I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were going to have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Lost in Space. My name is Jimmy, and a cop ran his lights on me on the highway, and I pulled over. After waiting for a solid five to ten minutes, the cop went up to me and asked me what was wrong. It was not me who was getting pulled over, but the person behind me. (laughs) My name is Dan, and I'm not going to lie. I kind of f*** with Willow Smith. Ew. My name is Jeff, and I'm slowly becoming a mustard snob. (laughs) I hate all of these. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, who who should we talk about, or should we talk about none of them? None of them. I don't think we should. I think Jimmy's ears are very funny, because sometimes cops pull in front of the cars, which is obviously what happened here. Like they pull you over, then they go in front of you for whatever reason they do that. No, no. It was somebody behind me, which I knew that there was a car behind me, but sometimes they'll pull off two cars. So it went it went cop, car, and then you? me. Yes. Okay, you're dumb. Then. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're very away. dumb. Yeah, yeah. I thought well, some... I didn't see the car until I pulled over. In your in your defense, cop lights brighter than they need to be yeah they are they don't have to be that especially like, ah, i'm in pain especially <laughs> when they're doing like road work you're like at night you don't need to right. turn these on into oncoming yeah. traffic you could you you could lower those a little bit guy yeah i did have Krispy cream donuts and then offered him one and he didn't take it wow that's bold <laughs> i know <laughs> because that could either be a thank you have a good night or yeah. uh a cab yeah Yo, moment it was both uh <laughs> but yeah have I a mean- good night you <laughs> fucking pig <laughs> uh dan is this because of tiktok or it is yeah it's because of tiktok and then also the whole smith family is just trash they are they're just don't want to like garbage people but i firmly believe that we should be down with guilty pleasures and up with with pleasure pleasures pleasures. what guilty pleasure does she have she whipped her hair back and forth when she was eight no dude caught a vibe baby are you coming for the ride yeah, Never I don't like that song. You're not on it's, TikTok. It's probably me. I'm on TikTok at all the spot. time. You don't know that trend? Never heard it. Anyways, yeah. Jimmy knows. We're on very different TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jeff's on like the creepy okay. weird TikTok. TikTok wants me to be on horny TikTok. I don't want to be on horny TikTok. I don't know why it put me on there. Maybe I liked one too many yeah. thirst yeah. traps. See, that's the thing. I'm not on horny TikTok either. That's what Reddit's for. You go there for the horny stuff. I'm not on horny Twitter. Dan wants to exchange horny Twitters with me. I don't want to be a part of your horny Twitter. You're like, let's just see what what each other's Twitter. My Twitter is horn free, baby. Yeah, my Twitter is. There's places to go for the horny. You don't go to TikTok for horny. You go to TikTok for silly. I'm not on horny TikTok. No, you don't need to be on horny. Horny Instagram, though. Okay. I think the first time I found uh, that meet me at our spot trend was this account of this girl teaching her brother who's like older. He's like in his 30s and he's like on the spectrum and he loves choreographed dances. Is that the, I think I know that. 
brother and sister yeah, yeah probably they're pretty popular but they did a dance to that and then i kept seeing more because i liked it and yeah so now i'm on meet me at our spot tiktok i mean my first tiktok it was fun did i see that i saw dan's he was creepy his yeah was that weird. was funny <laughs> that <laughs> was just to test out how duetting works yeah under the sauce yeah it's under the sauce, <laughs> it's under the that was, sauce. it was very funny i like that one and jeff what was yours I'm slowly becoming a mustard snob. Oh, yeah. So you, you know, know this yeah. a little bit. I went to uh, Jeff's child's birthday party and uh, we had a sandwich platter out and there was like the standard yellow mustard. And when I went to grab a sandwich, Jeff was like, I got you. I got that. I got come here, I got he comes that. out to come his come kitchen. Here. He's like, yo, this you got is that great poop on spicy mustard. So I've always liked mustard in different kinds of mustards. I always yeah. have the, the crappy He's yellow a mustard, mustard tiger. <laughs> the spicy mustard sometimes you get some coarse ground you get some different brands whole grain but i tried this one mustard that i was like i think i should dive deeper into mustard it's called <laughs> coleman's it's an english mustard i've heard of that before yeah more it's on the nose horseradish yeah it's got that like if you if you if you like if you don't know a good mustard but you like sushi or something about like a wasabi like a fresh wasabi it's got that kind of bite and it's very like bitter and like vinegary and smooth really selling it oh yeah <laughs> guys if you like a bitter vinegar <laughs> you like bitter vinegar you like it, it makes your you. eyes water when you bite it it bites back baby i'm talking about that english mustard yeah but it's just very good and and that kind of judge people because yellow mustard it's available but it's like 89 cents for a huge tub or whatever and it's yeah. it's trash it's not good i eat it but like there's so much better mustard out there for almost the same price it's a little bit more but it's good did you what kind of mustard did you grow up with in the house just like yellow not even like like french not even like spicy deli mustard which is also very common just like hot yeah just mustard. like french's yeah you probably grew up with no mustard in the house not a big mustard guy i do like it now though your mom doesn't eat mustard no either. she does so like if you open your refrigerator like when you were like nine years old there wouldn't be mustard no 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 we uh but then you get like the the german mustards or something i've, I've been messing uh, with those for most of my adult life i forget but. the brand but what's the uh like pretty common brown mustard kajukos no french's no grape Wuhan? no that's a good job i don't I think i just have heinz yeah but now i just I'm, see I'm, when you're going yellow mustard heinz french's it's the same as walmart it brand is. it's all the same it's all trash just get the cheaper one. i like a dijon just because it's flexible you could do a lot of different things yeah like a dijon can. mustard you could make your own honey mustard you could use it in the salad dressing you could throw it on a hot dog i just have it mm -hmm. to cook with like if i want to make a mac and cheese or whatever i'll throw yellow mustard in Yes, um, yellow mustard is good for that. I like mustard powder for that. I have that too, oh, but yeah. you never know. I use I use mustard seeds. Guys, this is quite a mustard tangent. I told you, I'm slowly becoming a mustard snob. And then, next, oh, is that what you're then, talking? In the next three years, I'm going to be like, you use yellow mustard, you fucking idiot. Sorry, man. would you like a donut? I would too. Uh oh, <laughs> what a letdown! I was excited about donuts. <laughs> Okay, fellas, this is the segment of each episode where we talk ourselves into things or, or we let each other know what we've been talking ourselves into over the past couple weeks. Oh. Uh, check out the show notes if you want to skip to the, the bulk of this episode. Uh, lately, just really this past week, I've been talking myself into upgrading my internet. Ah. Uh... 
Thank you for the THX <laughs> sound. Uh, so for a while now, you guys have alluded to the fact that I don't have great internet in my house. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's more of a hardware issue. We, we were getting a pretty good stream from our ISP. Um, we were paying for a pretty good one, but on speed tests, it became clear that the modem router was not functioning at the level that right. we would need. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, I'm sharing Wi-Fi. I'm in a duplex with my parents, uh, and the signal strength wasn't great from my end. I tried Wi-Fi extenders, didn't like the functionality of them. Um, Why don't you just drill a hole through your wall and get like a hardwired <laughs> cool. cable? No, I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, no. Um, okay. That's like a load-bearing wall. You don't really want to drill holes through it. The entire wall bears the load. There's not... I'm not going to mess beams. with it. It's like concrete. It's not oh, beams. that's weird. It's where two houses are joined together. Okay. <laughs> Can I please talk now? Yeah. Um, so, I've had my eye on a mesh Wi-Fi system for a little while. Um, wanted to, like, get a good one. Had some savings, some uh, discounts for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So, my dad and I chipped in, made the plunge. Uh, we got the Amazon Eero Pro 6, the, the big bad boy one. And we needed a new modem, so I got a Netgear, pretty powerful Nighthawk modem. And uh, hooked it up literally just yesterday. Speed tests look good. Regular functionality look good. It's a, it's a pretty big pain in the ass to change your internet you forget that everything in our lives now yes. has an internet connection and i had to go through my house all day yesterday <laughs> and change wi-fi information until yeah. i was just like i need to take a nap and uh but yeah so far so good it's early on but uh jeff you commented that wow this is very good internet is i'm doing really? speed test right now yeah it's 360 oh, megabytes yeah, that's pretty good pretty good right yeah it's gonna keep going up too it stopped at 363 oh. i mean that's still very impressive it is yeah for home internet that's what i have too i believe and we're pretty far away from the main unit do you guys want to hear a funny story about internet yeah so my last place when i i just moved and i was working from home nothing would connect i was like this is garbage i'm paying for at least like 100 megabytes right i was getting four megabytes <laughs> and i called and i was like what's going on with this How and they're probably like you're getting a gigabit like you have the no, gigabit they're like plan. well you're paying for up to a hundred but it looks like in your area the max you can get is 12 and i was like that's not even that that's like 2005 speeds yeah i'm right. canceling my service i'm going to a different one and i got a different one i'm getting like 120 which i thought was good but obviously it's not well, that's pretty good it's good it's for still, what you need it it's for. still good but this isn't fair <laughs> How come yours is way better than mine? Because I spent a lot of money on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're yeah. we're paying for the gigabit from our ISP, which really tops out at like 600 megs or something. All but. right. So I'm paying what I get for. But yeah, I was like, this company's a joke. Yeah. Frontier. Don't, don't use them. They stink. Yeah, Jim, what are you talking yourself into this week? I am talking myself into using sound effects. Oh, <laughs> so good. As you guys have probably uh, found out from our uh, So Discussions episodes that have come out so far, um, I've been really enjoying sound effects for little stupid things. Yes. Like um, our episode where we did our Dr. Pepper uh, stuff on there should be out by the time that you're yeah, hearing this. Be and um just a little sound effects when you guys are cheersing uh like cotton candy i did a little clown sound effect like <laughs> and the beans is a little fart yeah beans is a little it's fart tasteful little fart yeah i don't know man it's just like one of my favorite gags in a youtube video it's just when people use sound effects and like weird edits like that i love this and fun. i want you to continue because i think it could be like our thing a lot well, of the it will never be our thing because it's yeah. just a 
it's just a YouTube thing. Okay. But it, what, what I, I'm not saying like specifically right. to us, but what right. I'm saying is like a lot of the YouTube series that we cited as influences when we started. So discussions use like visual gags. Right. And yes. I like that you're in interpreting that more in an audio way. Yeah. It's just, it's something that I could, cause obviously I'm more of an, an audio guy. Um, I do like doing video stuff too, but, um, the video stuff usually takes way longer. Like that whole doesn't watch Good Mythical Morning gag took me like 20 minutes. It was the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> it, was it was very was funny. Really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just little sound effects like that. They just go a long way. They always get a chuckle out of people. So uh, that's what I've been talking myself into. Like it. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Oh, I didn't go yet. No. I thought I talked myself into mustard. You talked oh, yourself- no, I didn't. <laughs> you talked yourself into mustard and bad internet. <laughs> so, okay, this isn't like uh, a big, big thing, but I realized I've been talking myself into emo. Like the genre of music that I Me shit too. on that from my sense. youth. Yeah. yeah. Like all the time. Like I listen to a radio station called the Anti-Emo Empire. Yeah. Because like emo is, is And dumb. then you listen to Touche more and you're like... Mm. Well, it's that, and it's also I realized this was a thing when Thursday's album Full Collapse turned twenty, and I was like, "Oh, I had that album. I used to." I went into Hot Topic once, and I was like, "What album would you recommend to me?" Because that was that was your record store in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand, yeah. whatever. Remember their slogan was "It's all about, it's all the, about music. the music." I mean, dude, <laughs> up until they stopped caring about the music, you would get records there that were mad cheap yeah. for like that were good but uh yeah whatever you know 20 year old was behind the counter with like a piercing or something was like this album just came out it's pretty good and i was like okay i'll buy it and i effed with it but it was like the only emo thing that i ever liked i didn't even really like any of their other albums so it turned 20 it became a thing and i was like let me listen to this and i was like (laughs) you know i'm like singing along and stuff i'm like oh that's pretty good but then i realized like we did jeff day and yeah. Jimmy presented Balance and Composure, Balance and I was composure. like, "This shit's emo. Yep. It is, yeah, and I like it. It's like really good. Yeah, this this one EP anyway. The rest of the stuff, is, uh, from yeah. what I heard, I like the EP. It's questionable, but also just like from listening to Touche Amore or other bands on Spotify, this one band, Spanish Love Songs, keeps coming up." And I listened to them and I was like, this is very emo and very depressing. Yeah. And like, I, this is stuff that I, again, I would have pooped on when <laughs> I was in high school and college just because they were talking about emotions and not bringing down governments. <laughs> and and there was another bit. I'm just giving one more example. I just found out a band called Turnover. Don't know anything about them. I listened to Mark Shuffle on Spotify. Very good stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel the same way. Also, like, as another thing, sometimes the stuff that we kind of, like, crapped on when we were younger, you can listen to now and actually enjoy because it's still nostalgic, even if you didn't really love it. Right. Um, like, like thrice or... Yeah. Uh, thing taking Back like Sunday. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I remember Cute Without the E cut with cut from the team. <laughs> Dashboard Confessional. I remember my sister listening to that, and I'll, like, hear a couple of their songs, and I'm like, okay, I get this. Yeah, it's... Or, like, brand new, I never got into. Yeah. Heard a few songs from them recently, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Let's get emo. It's not bad. Yeah, brand new is pretty good. Emo. Phillips is a very funny comedian. I don't know what that was. I'm talking you into the 1998 reboot film Lost in Space. Just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm talking you into the 2018, I think, Lost Uh. in Space 
I was going to say you show. can't because I freaking love that movie. Shout out to Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was the first DVD my dad bought, I believe. <laughs> the Which, first DVD. I don't remember the first DVD I bought, but I weirdly remember the first DVD I ever like experienced. My Uncle Keith bought a DVD player and bought Practical Magic, the Sandra Bullock wow, Kidman film. Funny. The first DVDs I ever owned, I got them together at the same time. It was Shrek and Ooh. Blink-182, the Urethra Chronicles. <laughs> That's on awesome. brand. <laughs> so Lost in Space is a series that is near and dear to my heart because of my dad, Five Star Sean. Yep. He collects the robot B9 toys. Um, he has a life-size cardboard a cutout. He does, yes. That you, that used to be mine. That used to be my bedroom. <laughs> he um, stole it from you. Yeah. This is my B9 cutout. This is totally my B9 <laughs> yeah. cutout. And uh, now that's it was in the bathroom at one point in his new house, which is quite funny as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was never a huge fan of like the original series but like i liked the toy i liked having robot b9 i like the theory of like the premise of the show i guess which is basically a family basically goes out and uh tries to f- they're like trying to find a new planet or something i don't remember exactly yeah but they get lost in space it's swiss family robinson in space right yes exactly um so yeah netflix made a reboot of it basically out of nowhere they're like hey let's bring back this series because it's a name people know kind of it's not really a popular show um but um i watched the first couple of seasons and i really enjoyed it yeah it was it was pretty good um they definitely do a lot of like because like they've they they're playing on the part that the show is known for which is the robot Mm. um everybody knows what the robot looks like or like they know the danger danger will robinson little part so they're definitely playing into like the lore of the robot which is it plays it up for me too because i like the robot yeah Uh, correct me if i'm wrong but you know how your thing is to draw sonic isn't your dad's thing to draw the robot he draws a robot on computer ms paint a lot of the time he's done that quite a few times (laughs) weird he's very good at it i think i actually saw him draw it on an etch-a-sketch once which i was very impressed with yeah um maybe we can put that up on uh instagram or something (laughs) but um yeah it's that's like one of the biggest like goals of me and my, when my dad retires at one point we want to do because people make giant reproductions of the robot that like actually like talk yeah. and do stuff which is very cool um some people build cars when they retire five star building a fake b9 robot hell yeah um but yeah i mean the show is great because it's definitely it plays into more of like the it plays more like a family drama than obviously like a a space adventure show which i'm always down for um but like the space stuff is also very interesting as well um they got a lot of really good actors to play these characters these iconic characters um parker posey plays a gender bent uh Dr. Smith? Not my doctor. Hashtag not my doctor. I'm excited for this, actually. I remembered yeah. when they first launched the series. Launched the series. Right. I love Parker Posey. Yeah. And she can do, like, obviously not mustache twirling, but mustache twirling right. villain, like, yeah. really well. She's very good. She's definitely the highlight of the show for me. Yeah. Uh, Molly Parker plays Maureen Robinson, who's the mom. Toby Stevens plays John Robinson, the father. Maxwell Jenkins is Will Robinson. Taylor Russell is Judy Robinson. And then Mina Sundwall is penny robinson and uh we also had ignacio Serracio, 
I believe is how you pronounce it. As Don West, who's great, who's he's the Matt LeBlanc yeah. uh, uh, character. Um, Don West is always a, a good character in Lost in Space too. I actually met the original Don West as well Ooh. at a Comic Con. Wow, I got an autograph from him. I don't remember his name. Very cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, the show's great. What if he I just mean, signed it Don West because he probably did. He, Bert, like Bert already Bert. knows my name. It does anyway. say Don, it does say Don West. They always it. do that. Bert Ward yeah. is like Bert Robin Ward. <laughs> yeah, which is very funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, the show, it takes itself seriously, but it, it's more of a fun fun for me. It's just kind of a fun space adventure with some uh, some hijinks in the middle. Yeah. Um, I, I think you guys are going to like it. You might like the, the deep space lore. and Jeff, like have you that. watched any of this? Yeah, I don't remember it. I didn't finish the first season, maybe a few episodes. Okay. I used to watch the original one when they yeah. played repeats. I've never seen the original or this. Really? All I've ever seen is the With Matt the LeBlanc. Movie. I mean, yeah. I saw that like on I think VHS I actually own that on Blu-ray. Out. When my uncle passed away, yeah. I think I kept his copy. My dad still has the DVD nice. from 1998. <laughs> yeah, Sweet, that's dude. that's not good. But yeah, Lost Space is fine. This yeah. will be fun to revisit. Yeah, it'll be a fun episode. I'm excited. This is when this podcast is at its best, when it's an excuse for me to watch something yeah. that I've said I was going to watch for years. Yeah. I think we'll watch the first three episodes. That seems like a good runoff or a good run of them. Cool. Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to spoil, I believe, the first three episodes of Lost in Space. If it's not that, check the show notes. <laughs> if Jimmy changes his mind. Yeah, we'll see. Thanks for listening. <laughs> see you in a little bit. <laughs> Guys, fellas, let's get lost in space. Lost in space. Oh, it's not. Bane has a song, Lost at Sea. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I just did Lost in Space. You did, yeah. We heard. If if I don't get that reference, nobody's gonna. For some reason, you didn't like Bane's last album, and it's, it's amazing. Okay. It's great. It's seven years old now. Oof, you guys old. are old. Feel yep. bad now. I feel bad in this month. <laughs> feel good in this month. I like that. So yeah, we watched three episodes of Lost in Space. Yeah, we did. It I takes place in it. space mostly. Uh, there's it some did, flashbacks yeah. to Earthy stuff, but it's mostly in space, yeah. which is where they are lost. It starts right off. They're on the yeah. Jupiter Two. They're on, which is a ship. Yes, they're uh, playing uh, Go Fish. With multiple people, which I didn't know you could do. I thought it was just I mean, a one-on-one you can. game. It's, it's a dumb game. Oh, no. You could play with multiple people. You could play with a lot of people, but keep in mind, there's only 52 cards. But also keep in mind, if you have... A f- I mean, you don't want to go crazy with like 10 people, but if you have like four people, it actually makes it more difficult because you have to try to remember. Yeah, and you have to ask who have. has what. Yeah. You can't just say, does anybody have... Because that's, that's a bitch way to play. You don't play. That's the easy way out. That's what you play with yeah. babies. You got to be like, hey, Jeff. Yes. You got any fours? Go fish. Because I don't oh. have any fours. So now he knows I ain't got fours. So, Jimmy, if you yeah. got fours, yeah. you're not going to ask you me. You just smirk. You're not going to ask Dan because he doesn't either. So you're going to ask the four. No, person. I do. Why else would I oh, ask yeah. him? Because I want to make a pair. That's so why. Jimmy's like, right. hey, Dan. You. Yeah. Got any fours? Yeah. And then you take his four. And then you go again. Yeah. And it, let's say, yeah. Guys, did we talk you into Go Fish? Yeah. Uh, so we've watched a lot of streaming television for this podcast. We did. Lots. Yeah. Is this 
becoming a trope with streaming TV, especially like of this tier of this quality, which I would say like, I'm going to put this at like a high B level quality. Like this isn't like chart topping. I don't think mm. this like lost for in space, TV shows. Yeah. Of like it's very cinematic stuff. No, no, yeah. I mean popularity wise. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's not. I don't that think popular. Netflix was like this isn't Squid Game. So yeah. when season one came out, they I, tried to make it. Like I Squid do Game. remember it was popular. It was yeah. in the cultural design guys. But season three just came out, and I've heard f- all about it. Sorry, dude. Yeah, but this is where it has I was been trending on Netflix though. This is where I was heading though. Is like, is this um, storytelling method becoming? A trope where it's like just dump them in the middle of an action sequence and then tell the story through flashbacks yeah i feel like we've seen a lot of yeah, that i don't lately. think it's necessarily a streaming thing i think it's indicative of the current age of television we're in whether it's in streaming or like prestige tv i, don't know. I, would agree. I like it yeah Oh, I don't dislike it. I'm just saying it feels like the last like five sets of notes I've written for TV shows for this podcast were like, we're right into the action. Right. So, yeah. I'm going to go where the action is. Um, the Robinsons are crashing on a snow planet. Yeah. And we're getting some of the backstory through flashbacks. Um, basically, like, we don't know why they crashed. There's some seems to be mm-hmm. some sort of like a mid space collision. Right. We see like a few of these Jupiter ships like smashing into each other and hurtling towards. Yeah, I mean, planet. and later you see just decimated ships where yeah, everybody's right. dead. It's right. chaos, guys. Yeah. Um, but they end up like sort of like crashing into like a pond or a lake or something, mm-hmm. and uh, very quickly they're like, "Oh, this is gonna like freeze. Like we got to get out of here." Right. And uh, I forget why. Uh, oh, the mother, Maureen. Yeah. I, I've written down all the names so I don't forget about them. I like that. Uh, I don't remember the names except for Will and Robot. <laughs> Spoilers. There's no robot. Yet. Yeah, Jeff. Come on. Um, so they're like, we need uh, Maureen's leg is injured. She starts right. to like pass out. They put her in this little like survival tent, but they're like, okay, we're like not going to have enough heat with what we currently have for power. Right. I love that in like classic, like humanity of now, but even more so in the future, they're like, if we don't have electricity, we're going to die. Yeah. Like we have no, <laughs> all of our skills are based on technology. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? They're on a snow planet. They don't have natural resources. Well, they don't have logs. I don't know like you'd think they'd have some sort of like a military like fire starter like if you look nowadays like in survival kits there's like these little bricks of like chemicals that you can light with a match and they'll burn for like eight hours Hmm. I didn't know about that Dan's (laughs) got it all research maybe they had it on the Jupiter or something right I mean it was chaos they had well you know why because they're on the Jupiter and they became stupider okay so basically they need to go into the jupiter to find something to uh heal maureen's leg i believe and judy and keep is them warm too judy is the brave brash adventurous child right well it was supposed to be will will right. was supposed to go but he has like, yeah so basically the dad hasn't been in the picture for a while he's been when they were right. on earth he was off planet so they're reunited so he missed out a lot so he still needs to like build relationships with them but he's also he thinks like logically like what's the the best method to get the job done he's a military guy yeah he's like, so, let's accomplish right. the mission we yeah, need the so, little guy so he says will is small send will down there like yeah it's your son but he thinks it'll be fine he's the only one who can get the job done right but like jimmy said uh judy is like i don't want my little baby brother that. 
dad yeah. said it. Uh, I, I don't want my up. little baby brother to get hurt, so I'll go do it, even though I'm a little bit bigger. But also, I like that the, the relationship kind of defies typical gender norms, as we see throughout this episode and throughout the episodes uh, we watch. I mean, she's older, so I don't. But I just also, saw it as an older sibling, younger. Sibling. I wasn't even really referencing her as much as I was Will, which is that he's sort of bookish and quiet and scared. Uh. Maybe that comes with being the youngest, but yeah. I think uh, the father, who's a real alpha male military oh, yeah. mm-hmm. machismo guy, he expects Will to be like, yes, dad, I'll go do this mission. Right. right. And instead he's like, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm a little baby. And yeah. Judy's like, yo, I'll step up. Yeah. She dives in. Doesn't work out great because no. she has to go through like the back door because she's too big to nice. fit in the hatch. And uh, she ends <laughs> up uh, getting frozen, which is kind of a cool sequence. Yes, it was. She almost makes it. She yeah. gets like a foot to the surface and then just freezes yeah it was cool to kind of see everything freezing around because you don't see things freeze right and it was especially from like the inside out yeah if you were like on the surface and you watch that lake freeze you'd see like a little bit of that stuff around the edges and it would connect but to see like just random like clouds of freezing yeah i wonder if that's accurate it feels accurate maybe i don't know maybe not quite that fast and aggressive but right I guess, like, in this planet, the temperature change it is really down rapid. down, like, negative 60 or whatever. Yeah. I guess you could... Uh... Yeah, like Jimmy mentioned, and I don't know when he mentioned it, but this is just, like, a, it's an action show. Yeah, it's, it's got action, action show. suspense, and some drama. We're starting to see some character development within in this family dynamic. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, speaking of family dynamics, um, I mean, Judy's frozen, Will and John go after magnesium because yes. although Will is kind of scared, he's not worthless. He's the one right. that notices he's like smart. Hey, they're those, all like, smart. Yeah, there's like magnesium. That's why the the shards of rock were sparking white. Right. Um, they get separated on this quest. Will falls down a t- tunnel and ends up like in this lush forest, which I thought was kind of a cool idea because. Like, the biodiversity of this planet is interesting. They they right. basically crashed on, like, top of an iceberg yep. kind of thing or, like, a glacier. Basically, yeah. And then when you, as they, like, make their way down, they're going into this valley and it's, mm-hmm. the temperature rises. It's more lush and green. And I'm like, okay, that actually follows biodiversity i use that word already but yeah that's uh i watched a lot of survivor man and i know that <laughs> if you're in a winter area you should you should go downhill yeah. it's always going to be warmer that's where the vegetation is that makes sense yeah um so yeah ahead, they Jim. get separated and then um uh the dad i don't remember his name well uh, uh john john he's like um i'll come back for you i gotta i gotta get judy out of the ice first that's like a real like pragmatic solution that right. not a lot of parents would make i know yeah uh, especially when will is like the immediate like i'm able to get you but it will yeah. take me longer to get back and to also Judy. he's like not the brave one right yeah but you know he's assessing what the immediate threat is and his daughter is an ice cube at this moment yeah exactly uh so he goes back and then gets the magnesium and it starts to bubble and boil um well i like that this is intercut with um maureen is like not doing well with her broken leg yep she's like passing out and judy and the 
eldest daughter penny, penny are communicating yep. through like their headsets and she's judy who appears to be like the science doctor yeah, she's one. a doctor yeah yeah she's like oh she must have like a hematoma there's right. swelling in her leg you're gonna have to relieve the pressure yeah. so she talks her through this like surgery on her mom which is like effed up like yeah. I, sounds gruesome probably is related to a real life thing i would never want to have to do that to someone yeah she's like oh yeah you got to put these big slices in her leg yeah. just think of them as steaks yeah <laughs> i was like uh okay um we should say uh just because i think this is cool you didn't reference this in the first half but shout out to our episode on deadwood the mom maureen is portrayed by the same actress who played alma garrett she was deadwood. in house of cards that's where i recognized her oh. from oh, i didn't watch house yeah, of cards true. oh i i don't know if i'd recommend it now <laughs> yeah just because of it some was problems. good at the time it was a very good program yeah she was in some of the later seasons so what i want to do is like let's finish up the plot of this episode and then talk about the flashbacks because we didn't get to them sure. a lot we could yeah. do them all in one chunk so uh, Maureen seems to be recovering from the surgery. Uh, John gets back and he's like, oh, BT dubs. Our son is like lost somewhere. I'll get him later. Right. <laughs> Let's use the magnesium to yeah. get him. He's out. kind of a jerk. Yeah. He's disconnected. Yeah. He doesn't have disconnected because yeah. he was on like a mission or whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess we can kind of talk about like Will's little subplot too, because yeah, it'll that's where I was headed with it later. Uh, so Will is basically in this like foresty area and he's, he found a ship and um he was like oh my that's god that's no jupiter ship yeah he was like i think i just found an, an alien intelligence basically which is kind of weird because they have interspatial travel but i guess i have never found aliens they've never had first contact well, yeah exactly um i guess as we'll find out later they fell through like i guess a black hole or something similar to it um but uh basically he finds this ship and I don't remember why he got into the tree, but he... Oh, because he the legs... He started getting chased around by legs. By legs, which was very interesting. They look like dinosaur legs or chicken legs. Yeah. So he climbs up into a tree, and then he sees the top half of yeah. those legs, which um, basically doesn't really do anything with him because he's just stuck in the tree because mm. he doesn't have any legs. He can't move around. Uh, we should say, like, this is the robot yes uh he doesn't yeah. communicate except for like some lights in his like face that yes. like glow change position change color it becomes clear that he's like at first he's like in anguished survival mode yes but then he sort of like gives up and will realizes like hey like your legs are dying down there so right. you probably need to be reconnected yeah there's like these little electrical tentacles that are coming out like trying to reach each other and he's like yes yo if i push this dude down he's probably gonna reconnect right well there's also a fire happening too right. jimmy what do you think of the redesign of the robot i think it's kind of cool actually especially when he goes into like his like human form or like more humanoid form yeah. right um i think it looks pretty decent i mean it doesn't quite get to the original uh cool quality in my opinion yeah, he kind of reminds me of gort from the remake of the day the earth stood still which is a mm. bad movie um <laughs> but I'm not a fan of the redesign i'm gonna put this out there no, no I, I i'm not either it seems very simple and it's a cheap. guy in a suit yeah it is it becomes very clear uh i like the facial features right. of the lights the way they change yeah. and glow but everything else it uh, just seems like an easy way out right it, it's, yeah, it is. i understand what they're trying to do they're trying to like um oh he sees a human so he adapts to their form yeah but also like they try to use the body forms in a way that make it look like it's impossible that it's a guy in a suit by like elongating his arms and having like these spots where he could see through them but it's very right. clear like what's happening like 
his arm ends up here and then there's an extension right. added with right. a fake hand and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just an easy way to make him look creepy but not like super creepy that like they wouldn't want him around but they're still like skeptical about him yeah which is what i kind of felt especially towards the episodes two and three my only complaint is i wish they had like done a little bit more to take the humanoid out of him i wish they that suit had incorporated a little bit of like green panels that they could see maybe have no head something like that or like a big empty space somewhere in the middle that they could you know make it clear that it's not a guy in a suit like i don't know also like his physicality the actor like what i'm looking for is a person portraying rope a robot is like a stillness and like uh, so kenny baker yeah he's great uh but like even anthony daniels like a c3po like that's right. not great but he does like little twitchy things that feel synthetic mm. and i'm not getting a lot of that with the robot yeah i totally get that too but I will say, like, um, there are aspects that I enjoy. I enjoy the the armor plating nature of him and and how it relates to the ship and how it moves and stuff like that. I like um, something that becomes an important subplot in this episode. Uh, We should say Will, like, cuts down the tree limb and reunites the halves of the robots, which endears the robot towards Will. We'll get more of that later. But I like the idea that like the heart of this machine is some sort of a heat or energy source. Mm-hmm. You could sort of see it under the rippling folds of the metal. And then when will and the robot show back up at the Jupiter crash site, the robot is able to use like heat from his hands to yep. finish thawing out um, Judy, Judy, yeah, which is a cool moment and is like a really nice succinct way for the story to endear the robot to the rest of the family yes it's like oh this big scary thing shows up with will what are we gonna do oh wait it's saving our daughter that's cool but still keep that skepticism in there as well yeah um also like we get a flashback we're gonna talk more about the other flashbacks but we get a flashback that introduces Mm -hmm. don west and dr smith which basically shows them was that on, the first episode yeah yep it's end at the, the end episode. um it shows humans on i called it the mothership i'm trying to remember what the name of the ship is i thought i wrote I, it down uh, the the perineum no <laughs> the resolute the resolute so they're on board the resolute and there's like an I attack happening and that's the first p word that comes to dan's mind <laughs> um and we see like a man being like hurt and then parker posey is like oh let me help Do you, you know who that man was the dr original, smith yeah the original will robinson oh was it Still mummy yeah that's funny yeah cool cameo yeah, yeah. <sighs> she takes off his jacket and assumes his identity and just leaves him there yep. which i love and the attack we find out as she runs down the hall mm-hmm. is the robot or a robot Mm, that's true we don't know is it the cylons could be be. so let's talk about through the flashbacks what we learn about the robinsons and what we learn about the state of the earth sure so uh earth is in bad shape yeah yeah they make passing moments like there's an episode where somebody's talking to dr smith and he was like we're getting paid a lot of money i want a house in malibu it's not what it used to be but the margaritas are great (laughs) yeah and also your um 
I believe Maureen and Judy were in the store or something. Penny. And yep. Penny, yes. They had to wear like gas masks. Yep, they had to wear gas masks. Can you outside. imagine a, a ma- world where we had to I wear know. masks all the time? Crazy. Oh. And they also make a comment about like, what do you want for dinner? The tacos are good, but you know. They're- yeah. Um, the only thing that I think we get like a clue about is um, there's a news story that uh, the family's watching about yep. the Christmas star. Yeah. Which we don't know exactly what it is, but it's some sort of celestial object that's hurtling towards Earth and right. creating like meteor showers. Oh, they watch stuff. Doctor Who too. Yeah. Oh. It's a spaceship. Uh, and then let's talk about the status of the family. Uh, as we said, John is like a big machismo military mm-hmm. guy. He's off fighting in the space wars against the aliens that we don't know about. I don't know what he's doing, but is he fighting space wars? No, I think he's just, I think he's just a, a colonist. Yeah. They're yeah. just going to find a place for humanity to move to. But, uh, a little strained between yes. Maureen and John. Mm-hmm. There's a divorce implication at one point. Yeah. She sends him There's paperwork also a, to a, a comment later on about, um, possible infidelity. Maybe I should tell. Oh, I didn't pick that. Maybe up. I should tell Maureen about the kind of women you like, or something like that. Mm. Um, but uh, I thought that was Don West that that Doctor Smith was saying that too. Oh, it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Their relationship is not great. No. First of all, even like before we get into the fact that they might be getting divorced, uh, Maureen is planning to take the kids to another planet and he just wants John to sign off about it. Yeah. Um, But I guess we can infer that he became part of the family mission. I also like that Will, who was like nervous, like, I'm not going to fail the test. Guess what? He did. Failed the test. <laughs> and his mom like, covered it up and did some uh, nefarious scheming to yep. get him allowed on the mission. Yes. So Will got a chip on his shoulder he doesn't even know about yet. But I think <laughs> yeah. the family kind of undervalues Will. I yeah. think they they're like we love him he's our kid but also like he ain't great at this shit like right they're all like over exceeders they're all like very smart and skilled and will's just like i want to play catch yeah exactly he did he did want to play catch that's pretty much this episode yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot more than i picked up from it dan well there's a lot of plot in these these episodes yeah there is arguably the plot serves not as much purpose no it doesn't it's i like, see this i see the show more as a character show it feels like yeah let's throw a whole bunch of shit that could go wrong at this family as yeah. a way to I show mean, more about this family yeah, yeah that's sure. all three of the episodes like i mean sure you have dr smith but overall over these three episodes the threat just seems to be uh the hostility of the environment yeah it's man in. versus nature yeah yeah, and man versus technology. Right. Yeah. I, like, I, I do have to say, I mean, I don't know if you want to go like beat by beat. No, I stopped the episodes. taking as many uh, like plot notes. Yeah. Because um, it became clear that it was just like a whole bunch of stuff is going to go wrong. And it's really about how do the Robinsons overcome it? Dude. Right. Six star Brian right now just creeped up to the window and he's trying to listen in advance. <laughs> you have to wait three weeks to hear this, sir. Please leave. Thank you for being a patron. He loves loves his walking stick. I work from home like twice a week and weekly he scares the shit out of me by coming up to that window and just being there. It's so funny to see how your dad has devolved since I met him. When I first met him, 
He was like a staunch Republican conservative. He would come home with a suit and tie and just say, hello, boys, and make you do chores. And now he's just roaming around with his tie-dye hoodie on and a walking stick, walking a little chihuahua, like, hey, what's up? Let me listen to my liberal cuck son talk about space shows with his friends. Thanks. He's also... Like, I finally convinced him in, like, 2006 that he's been a liberal Democrat his whole life and never really just analyzed yeah, it Yeah, no. <laughs> Once he did, he definitely... Yeah. It's, 2016, he pretty much was like, oh, yeah, I've been wrong. Oh, no, he <laughs> voted for Obama as well. Oh. Oh, oh, Obama's autopilot. Back to Lost in Space. Lost in Space! I'm going to do it every time. So I'm not going to get too much into plot. I'm going to get more into character here. Yeah. Don West and Dr. Smith, their ship also crashed. Yes. We find out that both of them kind of got... To this planet through a little bit of shadiness. A a lot of bit of shadiness. Don is like what an engineer or a mechanic, some some things like that, who sort of like snuck his way onto his ship. Yeah, he's like an engineer. We already know about Doctor Smith, how she got on there. Um, Yeah, but her flashback though, she's she's very nefarious. We get that in the third episode. Yeah, I mean we could. Um, around but yeah like like they're stranded it's it's those two and a third person and they pretty much just like she uses him to leave her and she's just like using all of this really manipulative yeah. manipulative um mind stuff to right. just get what she wants like she doesn't care about anybody or anything except for herself right yeah she's really good at using people's own like characters against them or not necessarily against them she's willing to work alongside people as we see her like help the robinsons but in the end the goal is always to put herself in a better position yeah and she's very good at that we see her like use this whole like plot device of her necklace and how important it is really it's about stealing the flare from don Mm -hmm. west so she Mm -hmm. could be rescued by the robinsons right um at the end of this three episode arc we still haven't seen the robinsons connect with don west yet yeah that's right and that's gonna be really interesting because uh he knows that dr smith betrayed him yes um so there's also like this i I think it was this episode when um she meets up with the robinsons and you know the robot goes danger will robinson and he's like what and you're like oh he means because of her Mm -hmm. you know and then there's other parts where she's manipulating will where he's like i just had this really bad dream and she's like well tell me about it and he's like no that's okay i'm okay she's like you know sometimes if you say it out loud you know, it'll make you yeah. feel better. She's playing she's trying the to get family a, psychologist. Exactly. Right. She says she's, she's trying is. to get close to them, get information. Right. Yeah. So that dream that Jeff is referencing <clears throat> or in this episode, excuse me, episode two, uh, Will and the robot have sort of like a mind melt. Yeah, they're like yeah. a symbiotic relationship. They both touch the robot ship and they get a vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will is in the first person of robot or a robot mm-hmm. aboard the uh, Resolute. The Resolute killing humans. That's yes. the attack that we saw through right. Dr. Smith's point of view. Yes. Um, we also like when the robot makes contact with the ship, it gives Maureen and John a map of where they are, which makes them realize Maureen does the calculations and we find out they're like 600 light years away from Earth. Very far. trillion oh, yeah, light years They're away. very far yeah. from Alpha Centauri where yeah. they're headed 
Um, there's another thing about this episode that I really liked. I think it's like, I mean, this show from what we've seen is very formulaic of genre television of like space. Mm. There's definitely influences of Star Trek and Star Wars and things like that. Right. Um, but one thing that it does, which I enjoyed because it pushes beyond, like it didn't have to do this, is to show the ramifications of some of these moments. Like we saw um, Judy had a near death experience in episode mm-hmm. one where she's frozen in the ice. Right. In episode two, we get to see the ramifications of that. Yeah. Judy's dealing with. I don't want to go say full on PTSD, but right. she's definitely like having some flashes Anxiety. of like, yeah, of, of like how delicate, you know, life is and how yeah. close she got to the edge. And now when she's going to take those risks, which she's known for taking, yeah. she's a little bit unsure and like a little bit nervous about taking those risks. And she solves that depression by eating her mom's Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> helps. What I think solves that depression is or anxiety is finding herself back in another near death experience and realizing that like the only way to get out of it is to power through it. Like she's trapped under some sort of like a cabinet that's fallen and she's like, okay, if I just stay here, nothing's going to happen. I have to fight my way through it. See, one of the negative things about this show in particular is that it doesn't seem like there's a lot of real risk, right? So we see all these life-threatening situations they're in, but we know because it's lost in space and it's uh, a a franchise that exists, they're not going to kill the mom nothing bad they're not gonna like judy's not gonna lose an arm like nothing of real danger will happen to these characters so what you're saying is there really is no danger will robinson (laughs) there is not (laughs) if this was just a show called like lampooned in outer space or or not lampooned uh you know what i mean the word you understand that this is swiss family robinson in space yes no i didn't even change the name yeah no i understand that but if this was just like you're on a, a lost planet just right. not lost in space and it was another family and very similar maybe the dad will die maybe the mm. mom maybe something bad will happen you don't know but they're not going to kill these people so there's i, I agree don't know about that i agree for the mm. first chunk of episodes i don't think they're going to kill anyone in season one but i will say like they've shown that they want to be a different show than the original oh for sure i mean it's totally totally different yeah tonally it's very much more serious and darker than the original so i think things could happen down the road i think jeff they try to address that through the don west plot line right not that he's going to die yet but like we do see death like we see like he comes across other quote-unquote survivors who don't survive right yeah no we see death but not in the main characters and i'm not saying a show needs death to have real risk mm-hmm. or real loss but there's not a lot of that they haven't introduced any like side characters either mm. that i could think of that maybe something can happen to that will affect the other main characters right the only other thing that i wanted to touch on in episode two before we like close out with episode three is there begins to develop I mean, we need we get more of a relationship between um, Will and the robot, which I think is necessary, but also like is giving me major Terminator 2 ripoff vibes. I could see that. Yeah. There, of, yeah, there's a lot of like Will interacting with the robot, teaching him how to play catch. Yeah. Also, like the whole scene where he realizes that he can tell the robot what to do mm-hmm. is lifted like directly out of Terminator 2, where he's like, stand on one foot, you know, right. do this. So I'm like, OK, like it's kind of like Chappie. 
Yeah, there's a little bit of that too, where it's mm-hmm. like they have to do this thing where they have to make the robot formidable, but you also have to understand that like he is not like making his own decisions. Like he's controlled by will. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. Jeff, for me, yeah. I think the series really takes off in episode three when we get to the flashback that you referenced earlier. Yeah, we we find out that uh, through a flashback with Dr. Smith, uh, who is not really Dr. Smith. June Harris. Yes, she is talking to her sister. Um, She's in a bad place. Her sister's in a good place. They make reference to, you know, her sister was like in jail or in trouble with the law. Not the sister, Dr. Smith. Yeah, that's what I meant. The sister is saying this to June. They're sitting back and forth. She's like, you're a thief yeah and they have like they come from a rich family and the sister is taking over played by selma blair yep uh who is a character that or an actress you're like oh yeah this this uh, she'll be in the show for a little while and mm-hmm. then within minutes she is dead because uh she is poisoned and by her sister by her sister and in this i mean i'm getting major like i, I watch doctor who a lot jimmy watches doctor who i'm yeah. getting master vibes from dr smith in this just there's a lot of plotting identity stealing just like craziness pure evil coming from this character like willing to kill your own sister just to to steal her spot to then get onto the ship which then she like steals another identity which Um, also the sister portrayed by selma blair not a great person she acts like she's doing this big act of charity she's like i'm gonna let you use all my possessions and stuff as basically like as i go into space to survive and you like die on this dying planet um the first note i wrote down for this episode is i really want to see the selma selma blair parker posey bitchy sister prequel series about like them like growing (laughs) Growing up up, it's like it's like clueless but bitchier yeah like (laughs) first of all like parker posey can we just say like she makes this whole show for me yeah Yeah, she's definitely the best part of the show um i love here's another note word for word i love parker posey sneaking around the ship acting like she belongs wearing a sassy scarf (laughs) like she's just like so like bitchy and cool and like you could see how she's playing everyone she she could turn it on and off yeah she always seems like like she's a step ahead of everyone like Mm -hmm. whenever they seem to catch her on the back foot she's got a way out of it she uses her like oh i'm not that kind of doctor i'm a family psychologist like she deftly chooses like the most useless type of doctor to explain why she's a doctor yep yeah i mean again there's another big plot in this episode like the ice is shifting we need to get out all of a sudden there's uh eels eels. (laughs) i wrote uh get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking (laughs) spaceship okay yeah um there's also like a lot of visual cues i don't know if you guys picked up on but i was getting big time aliens vibes in these like hallways that are dark with like water yeah it's just yeah i was like oh okay i see what you're doing here um but to speak to jeff's point there also wasn't a lot of threat from these eels they're right. certainly scary looking right but there's a lot of time that the family spends around these eels and no one really gets <laughs> injured yeah john kills a lot of them with a pocket knife yeah he did 
Um, basically, by the end of the episode, Dr. Smith teams up with them. And as much as the family's like, she good, she a good person. Yeah. We're yeah. like, she just didn't want to die in the ice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they yeah, escape. So, uh, for time's sake, I suggested to Jimmy we watch two episodes and he was insisting we watch three. And I think that was smart. Yeah. Because this, this brings us to a point where everybody's together. Exactly. You introduce yeah. everybody. Everybody's pretty much fully fleshed out at this point. Yeah. Um, they're in a good place. They land literally like in a beautiful overlook over the valley. And they're yeah. like, oh, everything's good. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And then they have they've found a broadcast from the Resolute yep. that they uh, that they- was basically like, hey, once we make some repairs, we're coming to get you. Like, we know that you yeah. crash landed to everyone out there. Right. Um, I think this is like a smart way to like set up the rest of the show yes because now we know like oh there's an end goal we also know that there's other jupiter ships that are crashed so like there's going to be other people here's like a weird tangential like side note but like a big problem with lost in space was the same problem that gilligan's island had which Mm. is like how do you keep coming up with new plots and introducing like guest stars and characters right if they're like alone right well you do it by saying like oh a bunch of jupiter ships crashed and who knows you may bump into them in the future and so i thought that was clever i i don't understand why there's this subplot of a 3d printed gun uh apparently the robot printed it and gave it to will yeah odd odd for me jeff any thoughts on that to keep him safe because he sees the doctor as a threat probably Yeah. yeah but i mean or just in general i mean i think it's a very like clever like plotting device like it is yeah there's this whole rule for the next couple episodes if i remember correctly there's an old writer's adage like if you show a gun somebody's gonna get shot so it's like right there's all these people and no weapons and now you've just yakov smirnoff theory right i just made that name up because it's chekhov's gun i just made a joke right there if tommy's rumbling that means it's almost time for the end of the episode It tells me. We have three more to record, sir. You ain't eating shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you guys want to give overall for thoughts first? Or do you want my final push? Or? Final push. Push it in, baby. I mean, I have some overall thoughts. You can say them. I, we talked about the plotting of this. I yes. think a lot of it is just there to tell us more about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, that's fine, but I, I would love to see if I'm talked into it. I think this show really needs an uh, an, an enemy, plot. a threat. Yeah, or right. a goal. Like, yeah. we need to get the ship. I was hoping that we would see hints of, like, we need to get the ship operational so we could fly out of here. Right. Doesn't seem like that's no. going to happen. They're just they trying to stay alive. So, I think... Uh, we need to get an overarching plot for this mm-hmm. show to work. Um, the acting feels good, especially Parker Posey makes this whole thing. She saunters and sulks her way through the whole show. I love it. Yeah. I think the budget works for it. I think yeah. there's some action standouts and some just like set pieces that are really impressive. We didn't get into it, but um, Don West's ship being like broken in half. That's yeah. a really cool scene. That was fun. Um yeah i mean that's it we talked about the design of the robot um i think this whole show could be summed up as like okay imagine star trek but nobody's quite as good at their jobs as people on star trek (laughs) yeah it's like um a family that in like the course of a couple months tried to train enough to go into outer space right and now you're seeing like "Mm, 
the ramifications yeah of that. exactly yeah, it's like for sure you could tell that not just the robinsons but this entire mission like the resolute right. and everything was not prepared like Everyone they're like got rushed out oh shit earth's dying i guess we're gonna go into space yeah exactly and i think that works for the show yeah so i guess my final push is it's not long three seasons not bad at all in my opinion um is it continuing after this nope this is the last season. oh okay so it's season billed as the final season yep billed how many the episodes final season. per season approximately I think 10 okay. i could be wrong about that not like a 22 episode no definitely not um but yeah um pretty short show um there definitely is an overarching plot we definitely get more of uh dr smith just being a badass and like slinking around and doing all of her sneaky. yeah all of her sneaky shit um I look at this as a, a fun action show, but I also do like really do like the character. Um, I, I just look at it as a family drama, basically. Yeah, set yeah in that's outer what space. it is. Um, and that's what I really like about it. And I just also appreciate that Netflix took a a series that like it was popular, but never like incredibly popular. Like it wasn't Star Trek, and they were like, "Hey, let's bring it this has back." A and cult following. It does, yeah, for sure. And um, they gave it a huge budget, too, because, like, I think it looks great. I you think know it's what, one of the best You know what show shows. is similar in popularity that they did a reboot of yeah. that was not good? Land of the Lost. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know they did a reboot of Oh, they made a yeah. movie with, Will like... Will Smith. Yeah. Or not Will Smith. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looked real bad. It was bad. Um, but, yeah. I, I just think it's a really good, good show. And um, I'm now, happy they did, like, a full, like three seasons when is netflix gonna give us the gritty and dark gilligan's island reboot because uh, i'm here for that oh i would watch the F especially that. like season one finale stinger is like someone dies and the rest of the like crew of the minnow has to eat them guys <laughs> have i ever told you about um my gritty reboot idea no i want an inspector gadget gritty reboot that would be good a lot of body horror like robocop yeah. tries to do robocop yeah. but like zanier see i don't remember if i came up with this idea or if ian did because i tweeted about it once john ham is inspector gadget i f with that there's a yeah. scene with them surgically removing and his screaming. scalp and, yeah. Like, yeah. and they're yeah. installing the helicopter hat <laughs> yeah it would be really cool um but yeah okay anyways uh, now i can hear don draper saying go go gadget and it's messing me up yeah go, go gadget hand see wouldn't that be awesome fellas i gotta ask you the question was i able to talk you into lost in space <sighs> yes no. no from yeah, jeff no from jeff wow here's why i watched it it was fine like I said, there's no real threat. Like Dan said, there's no goal at this point. The reason why I'm a no is because I mentioned in the first half, I watched some of this before. Mm -hmm. When I just went on Netflix to open it up, it was like, would you like to watch episode eight? So I've watched seven episodes. Yeah. I remember nothing. <laughs> and after watching these three, yeah. I'm not curious to rewatch the four that I haven't seen or to see where it goes. And that's why I'm a no. It's not like it was bad. Um, like the cinematography was good. Parker mm -hmm. Posey was great. I do like the, some of the family drama, but it is very slow. Like each episode was over an hour. Um, there's no real 
it's aimless it's just mm. for for right now it's meandering and i'm i don't have that curiosity in me to continue watching it if so, i remember correctly season two was way better but that's the thing but, i don't yeah. i don't want to watch seven hours that's to get fair. to season two that's to, definitely to even fair begin. so here's my thing is i was actually considering doing a we need another episode oh uh, boy we got three of those still we have i know got <laughs> because because I agree with Jeff that these felt a little... I mean, there's a lot of table setting that has to happen. There is, yeah. By the end of episode three, when they get the ship into, like, steady ground, that's when it feels like the show's going to really start happening. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe I need some more. The only reason why I'm a yes and not a maybe is because of Parker Posey. Yeah, I do. She's so good that I just... I'm drawn to watching her. Yeah. So even if there's not a lot of plot... Um, this is a show that I could see like throwing on while I do something else like folding laundry or something like that and just like looking up and like being like ha there's an adventure happening right <laughs> like I said it's a fun fun like I don't look at this as like it's not breaking bad it's not something that's gonna be drawing me in right um, I, I don't think this is like my favorite show ever like I think it's fine um, I like it enough to wanted to talk you guys into it and do an episode on it but right if I watch a couple more episodes at this level of interest right. and then like they announce they like introduce a big plot that i'm really into cool i'll get sucked in yeah but if not i'm like i'm here for like some fun set action set pieces and parker posey also really want to see what happens when don west gets together with them you know that's coming and he knows that dr smith is not a good person yes so uh yeah it's not a strong yes but i'm i'm here for it i'm fine with that i'm fine with both of those answers i think they're both acceptable Jimmy, and yes. that's what we're going on for. I'm talking <laughs> yes. into acceptable. How about since since you didn't get an overwhelming yes, I feel bad. Let's give you another chance. Okay. Episode 150 is next week. Oh. And let's uh, we'll let you pick the topic. You could tell us now, or it could be a surprise. It's up to you. I have this idea, but like I think I'm gonna save it for the next episode. Okay. So yeah, we'll save it for the next episode. Dang, we're at episode 150 already. Wow. 150. That's you know we we may not be ear biscuits we may not be <laughs> bim bam we may not be this american life we may not be uh cereal what, what cereal whatever kevin smith is pulling out of his asshole this month it's Podcastle. it's five, <laughs> five podcasts that he's on every single one of <laughs> but I have I have to I'm going to give us a round of applause. We do this every single week. We've never missed a week. We recently started coming out with multiple episodes a month. It's done. More more than 4 episodes a month. Yeah. And you know, it's it, it's fun fun for us. So yeah. not a lot of people do that. We sound good. This is a high quality podcast of content. I'm varies. talking on a $400 microphone everybody. And Ooh. I'm talking on an IKEA chair. Yeah. It's okay. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I don't know what Jimmy's going to pick next week. It's not like a mystery episode, but it is. Yeah. Dan, cool. how do you feel about this? I kind of just took over. And I mean, we did have plans for next episode, but we'll, we'll, I guess we'll push it to 151. It doesn't matter. I don't know what's going on. I'm excited. Yeah. 
In the meantime, Jeff. Yes. Where can people find the podcast online? You can find the podcast on talkmeinto.com. We have all our episodes there. All the show notes are there. You can check it out. There's links to our social medias, which are on Facebook. Don't even bother. We're just there because legally you have to be there. We never check. I don't know what's going on in there. It's just an abandoned ship. It's lost in space. I don't care about Facebook. Nobody does Twitter at talk me into we're on Instagram at talk me into pod we're on TikTok at talk me and talk me into right and we made different names for every single account so it's extremely difficult to find us that's why we have to tell you every single week <laughs> yeah. but the most important you're you already know what talking me into you're here baby you got us the most important thing you can do is go on youtube.com and in the search engine you type in soda like the beverage and then discussions like the, the second third fourth syllables of discussions one word so discussions where jimmy and his buddy keith record dan and i drinking soda pop and talking about it yeah but you know what there's a lot of soda reviewers online some of them really good some of them not so good we're definitely the most entertaining whoa 100 there is nobody more entertaining than us that's drinking unhealthy beverages on the internet yeah. than we are i like it. once a week every thursday usually at 6 p.m eastern standard time new episode drops and jeff yeah i'm gonna pop in because if you want to see those episodes early and you want access to other exclusive content you should join patreon.com slash talk me into for five bucks a month. You're going to see all those episodes early. Some of them you see super early because Jimmy edits them out of order based on yeah. how we record them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're going to get exclusive shows like talking shit. You're going to get behind the scenes show notes and info. You're going to get free swag, swag, whatever it is. Swiggity swag. When we make new stuff, sometimes we just send it to our patrons because we're sweet like that. Yeah. We got pins. We got stickers we sent out. Well, surprises sometimes we just we do other episodes called talking to myself yeah. those aren't like a planned monthly thing like talking shit once a month right get an I extra still gotta episode. put out this month i, I was gonna talk to you about that often. yeah i forgot because it's three weeks late <laughs> it's fine <laughs> join our patreon <laughs> it'll be more on top of it later uh dan where can people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter tweeting at danny underscore breakdown and check out my band disqualifier wherever you listen to music Jim, how about you? You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N E V A F I T C H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, but maybe you won't be seeing me posting on there very soon. Mm. You won't be. Well, we won't be. Mm. So we'll talk about that maybe in a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Jeff, we can, people, we can yeah. people find you. You can find me on Twitter at J E F F F F F 27. That's Jeff with five F's, the number 27. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will Jimmy talk us into next? I don't know. I don't know. I do know. Just say it, Jim. No, no, no it's a, don't ruin it. It'll be in the show notes. Well, Dan and I are going to find out in five minutes, but you guys are going to have to wait a week. Or is Actually, it be in the show no, notes? Dan. It's not going to be in the show it's notes. It's not going to be in the show notes? not going to be in the show Jimmy notes. Jimmy said, listeners. It's a big surprise. F*** you. So Sorry. tune in to episode 150. You're going you're gonna to need to just yeah. to find out. You know what? For one, don't even put it in. When we record it, don't even put it in the title. Just put episode and 150. And when we talk about it, bleep out every single time you say it. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. Four
part. Forget the flags. Yeah. Erase, and I'm like, the, erase the borders. <laughs> Society and barbershop. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Earl, Earl, Duke of Earl. Earl, Earl, Keep Duke it going. of Earl. Earl, Earl, Earl. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Earl, Earl, Duke of Earl. Earl, Earl, Duke of Earl. Earl, I'm way off. Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl. I don't know the melodies. Yeah, I don't either. Dush, dush, dush. Skadoosh, doosh, doosh, skadoosh, doosh. cover. No, that's just the same thing, know. octaves up. Yeah. I took Guys. a duke. 